get the next group in here, Eric, who's already been introduced, and Mike Curlin. How you doing, man? Great, man. Just happy to be here and just happy to get to show show off how much better I am than Eric Cross at everything I do. See, I love putting you guys together here because I knew there was going to be some back and forth and I could just kind of relax and sit here and watch you guys go across the table at each other. So this is going to be a fun hour to wrap it up for sure. Hopefully get some trades, but even if we don't, uh, then I get to hear you guys uh, (laughs) going back and forth at each other. So it should be fun either way. What has the day looked like for you guys? How um, how's it been? Have you guys you know been keeping up with the trades? Have you guys been working? Uh, what, what's what's the day look like for you so far? Yeah, I tried to uh, keep up with the trades as best I can uh, at my day job here, but waiting for my Red Sox to do I don't know anything. Uh, doesn't look, look like they're going to do anything unless it's last second here. But yeah, trying to keep up with the moves and obviously got you know notifications on for Jeff Passan and everybody else like that. So. Yeah, it's been a fun day so far. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Just a lot of watching what's going on. Just got done podcasting a little bit while ago and on for the second one already. So let's keep the train rolling, man. It's just a lot of fun. It's been fun. Um, I'm kind of hoping for some more trades here over the last hour or so. The last kind of interesting report we got was that Eduardo Rodriguez blocked a trade to the Dodgers because they were one of the 10 teams that he had on his no trade list. It's kind of weird that the Dodgers would be <laughs> on a no trade list for anybody. Like, yeah, that is very weird. What we were kind of speculating in the last hour is he wants to finish off the season with, you know, a weaker division, uh, probably a better ballpark to pitch in and then opt out and get a bag in the off season. Is that, I mean, I guess that's the only thing that makes sense here. Cause why the hell else would you want to stay in Detroit? You know, I, uh, I don't really get it. guess he doesn't want to win a championship this year, or at least, you know, Maybe pitch to. pitch deep into the postseason, so I don't know. Makes Who, you wonder, their own, I guess. <laughs> remember, didn't he go through some like real personal stuff with his wife and stuff? Is there something with LA that has to do with that? Maybe like there's a reason why he didn't want to go to the Dodgers. On their ten teams, um, weird. Still yeah, yeah, out there. Who knows? <laughs> I'm just about <laughs> the craziest situations. So I have a fun story about that. So um, I I grew I went to high school with uh, JD Martinez. Was two years ahead of me, so he knew he knew a guy that uh. Uh, he one of his friends grew up like, like they had a falling out after he made it big in the league whatever and part of the falling out was because there was something between castellanos castellanos's wife martinez and martinez's friend and it was a whole thing so that's why i'm bringing up the uh the fact that these personal lives do go from like, it's just it goes i guess it's a long way of saying uh it's a weird random story i had to share right there by the way too so but um it's a it's just a long-winded way of saying uh things happen in ways that we wouldn't expect and somehow that's how it's Probably said too much already, so let's just go from here. <laughs> you went to high school with JD Martinez. Yeah, he graduated two years after uh, before me. He was, was a, he was a senior when I was a sophomore, and we shared a weight room together. And he was a bit of a dick. This was in Florida, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, we went to the same high school, Langan High School. Chris Howard's <laughs> Chris Howard's went there too. I think the same. I think he was the same year as JD. Maybe really? a little, maybe a little before. I don't remember. I know me and Towers went to the same high school though. Yeah. Did you guys know each other at the time? No, we. I think we crossed paths from time to time, but no, I didn't. Didn't know him at all. <laughs> Who would have thought that you guys would both be fantasy people? Mike, uh, Mike Napoli went to our high school too. What? What is with your high school? <laughs> Bunch of losers and winners. Nothing in between, I guess. <laughs> That's funny, uh, Eric. I do want to ask you. Now that we've seen some trades and we've seen some returns for prospects and and whatnot. What? Who's the most impactful prospect you think that's been moved today, or maybe not just today, uh, but over the course of the trade deadline? Would it be Acuna? Would it be Manzardo? Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think the most impactful is probably Manzardo, and you know, this is a guy that is one of the best pure hitters in the minor leagues. You know, that doesn't really have. I don't think it changes his 
ETA. People are like, oh, he's got to be up sooner. Probably not. I think it's, you know, maybe he's up this year, maybe not until opening day next year or, or early in the season. But this is a potential middle of the order bat that the rate, the uh, Guardians got for, I mean, Savali's a decent arm. Like, absolutely, he's a decent arm. He's, a, he's an arm that he fits that Tampa Bay mold, right? But at the same time, the rate uh, Guardians have so many arms, both in majors and in the minors. And hopefully they get some of their injured guys back as well so that they could afford to trade a Savali to get a potential middle of the order bat, which they, you know, really needed. So, yeah, I like that trade a lot for them. And then, yeah, the, the Mets getting Luis Angel Acuna, who I think is really good. I like Drew Gilbert a lot. Ryan Clifford is better than a fringe prospect, as Bob Nightingale put it. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Mets got a pretty decent haul for two guys with a combined age of, like, 83. So, I think the, I think the Mets did well. Welsh, Chris Welsh. Is it the Welsh? Welsh, 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 Welsh. He is here. How you doing, man? What's up? What are we doing? How are we doing? Who's getting traded? I'm catching up. Jake Berger just went to Miami. Jake yeah, Berger to the Marlins. Is another another DH type. Just all we have. This whole roster in Miami is DHs and second basemen. We have well, nothing guys else. Guys that should be first basemen that could that they're going to try it second. That's what they're. Yeah, doing. we have. I, actually, I, mean, I like it. I, I I like the fit from an offensive perspective, but then I guess that means Segura gets put into a util role, or is Berger in a platoon role again? I, I don't know. I, I guess Segura has been trash with the bat. So I think I think Segura, you get into like a. Uh, Super util. util role. Berger gets to be a middle of the order third base. Yeah. I mean, this team is built it, it with fits. guys that want to hit 40. You know, it's yeah. Jesus Sanchez to Jorge Soler to Jake Berger. Uh, but Jake, I mean, Jake Berger, one of the biggest barrel rates in the league, some mm-hmm. of the biggest hard hit numbers in the league. If he's on a good run, maybe Luis Arise can rub a little bit of that batting average off, and maybe Berger can have him eat a sandwich or two to get the power up, and they can all work <laughs> harmoniously. But, you know, an interesting one. Is also the what the White Sox are doing. The White Sox is trying to accrue, you know, some of these pitchers. Um, I'm completely blanking what the other pitcher they got the other day was. Um, oh, Nestrini, uh, Nick Nestrini, they got, and then they bring in Jake Eater. So they're getting some like potential future rotation pieces while they're selling off, which I think is a pretty good bet because they got a couple of the young guys in their system like Noah Schultz and everything. So do you? Do you guys, yeah, sorry to just take it off the course, but well, because you guys are the prospect guys. I just look at it like, because I'm obviously looking at it from the other side of things, plus I'm I'm as in depth with it. But the White Sox as a whole, they suck at, for lack of a better term, it feels like they suck when it comes to developing pitchers. Because every time a pitcher does something, it's usually on their own in the offseason. They don't actually develop anything or seem to care at all. Is that, is that, is that, is that, is that changing at all? I mean, I think like, it's Cease. Is, Cease is like the only one I didn't can think Cease, of. Cease didn't go do something in the offseason as well. well I know a Cub. You know what? Cease was a Cub, I think, before that. Yeah, I guess they just. Well, I, I know Giolito. I know Giolito went and did the whole um, sleep study, guys. Sleep fix. Then he went and did um, what's it called? The what everyone else does. I can't think of the name of it right now because it's not. Yeah, training. but that's him. Like driveline and stuff. Yes, He's a thank you. Guy, but so. I wasn't sure if Cease did stuff like that. Like offseason, went and talked to somebody, found somebody. It's just one of those things where my point being is that the it feels like the White Sox don't. Put forth the proper resources to get their pitching developed properly, or make the attempt to be those guys for them. So that's why it's like it's aggravating that, like you see these guys getting shipped over there. I don't know if I trust the White Sox to develop them properly or get the most out of them, considering what we've seen players either come up short on or lack their or this had like, to do this on also their own. Might be the the. Uh, like the fix, the thing of what they get wrong. Like I was talking about this with well, fantasy football. I was just talking about this with Bogman the other day where he like, I'm a, I'm not trying to, everyone's going to freak out, but like 
uh, DeAndre Swift, everyone's like, well, the Eagles, they don't throw, they don't have a back. They like to throw. Well, maybe that's why they brought him in. So the same thing where it's like, maybe this team has recognized the way that they have been developing pitchers and the guys they've been drafting, you know, there's a deficiency there. So why not go trade for pitchers in really good pitching orgs? Any shock that they went to the Dodgers and the Marlins to get pitching prospects? I don't think so. So I think you bring in a couple of really good quality arms with, like I said, Noah Schultz, uh, Peyton Platy, you know, they got a couple guys they've gotten recent uh, history that you hope, you know, like two of the five or two of a six will work out. I think these are good bets. You know, Jake Eater, I like. Uh, I know some people are not big fans, but a big old nasty ass slider. Uh, I think he can be a good rotation piece. Nastrini is also probably a back into the rotation guy. So now what are they doing? If they don't trade Dylan Cease, maybe they're just missing one other big arm, and then you just got your future uh, three and four. That's not too bad for selling off a whole bunch of money. So I don't know. I think they're doing okay. I'm just shocked that they traded uh, Berger. Hi, Joe. Hey, Wells. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever come into a show where it literally was just like go. I just like immediately <laughs> go. Sorry, I was like a couple minutes late though. No, no, it's kind of it's kind of natural like that. People who are listening on the podcast, I'll be like, who the hell is that? Of course, they'll know you because you do every single freaking podcast under the sun. Um, they'll know your voice. But what have you been up to, man? How's it been? Uh, a lot, <laughs> a lot of stuff. I'll actually, I get to jump over in about 30 minutes over to CBS sports HQ, but I'm still doing all my same stuff, uh, in this league. I actually got a prospect one episode that is going up. Uh, I decided to wait a little bit with that gentleman right up there in the corner, Mr. Eric cross, uh, where we're going to be talking about some of the stuff I'm still on fantasy pros, occasionally on CBS sports. And I, we did a athletic episode today. You know, myself and DVR breaking down most of the trades until a bigger shocker than Manzardo to me was uh, Drew Gilbert getting moved. I'm I'm still like, wow, that not only did they give Gilbert, which I thought would never happen, they also gave Ryan Clifford. But I think I saw reported, uh, was it $50 million that the Mets were sending in the Verlander deal? Was that what the number was? Holy shit, really? I didn't yeah, think he's, he's over there just buying a new farm system. He has to make up for yeah. all the bad trades over the last couple of years, I guess. Then he can yeah. just go out and get more you know, players this off season too. You know, so. it's interesting. My, uh, a friend of mine texts me this, we were talking about these trades. Cause like maybe I make a bigger deal about, I know some people don't like drew. Gil I really like drew Gilbert, especially for fantasy. I think drew Gilbert, it's like a 54 million. That's thank you. Bachman is nuts. Um, I think those are insane numbers, but we were talking about this and he, and he cited back a tweet to me from 2001 where Steve Cohen said education time. Baseball draft picks are worth up to five times their slot value to clubs. I never shy away from investments that can make me that type of return. That was Steve Cohen right there. If you can even see that, blah, blah, blah. There you go. And the only reason I think of that is obviously these aren't necessarily draft picks, but you are talking about high-end valued picks that he, I mean, he got Luis Angel Acuna. You got Drew Gilbert. I mean, these are two guys that might not ever even see a Mets uniform. I think yeah. this team, even though they spent all this money, I think they save some of the dollars, future commitment, burn it this year. They're going to go balls to the wall in Otani. And then I think they're going to take some of these assets. I think they're going to go try to make another big trade to try to bring along. Maybe they're going to get, um, I'm forgetting the Japanese pitcher's name. They're going to sign him and they can get in the market and free agency for Otani. And then maybe they go make a big move maybe a Soto, something like that. And they can use these assets of 
uh, Drew Gilbert and Luis Angel Acuna, their own guys they have, Ronnie Mauricio, Brett Beatty, whatever, and they could send four or five ready prospects to make a huge splash. Not to say that these guys won't, but this seems like a very weird Cohen move. Why would Cohen be out trying to buy all these prospects? He, he literally, you have a tweet from two years ago. He's talking, I love these guys because these are future assets. So he burned his money to the ground. He gets assets that he's then going to go and he's going to hit the market with. I don't know. I mean, this could have probably got you Dylan C. So it's just me burning around with these. I don't even know if these guys get in there, but I do love what the Mets have done. I just, I don't think we're going to see many of any of them actually play for this team. So I saw an interesting tweet earlier uh, today from Brad Johnson. I don't know. You guys know Brad Johnson uh, works with MLB trade rumors, a couple different places. And he had a curious poll out there and it was, you know, just on the topic of Cohen, just buying prospects. If the Orioles were offered $200 million in cash for Jackson Holiday, let's say Steve Cohen called the, what's his name, Angelos, uh, offered him $200 million straight up for Jackson Holiday. Would the Orioles do it, you think? Total hypothetical, but the way he's Uh, buying prospects. That's a good question. I think, well, I heard, I got text a rumor that there was a little bit of heat about Dylan Cease and Jackson Holiday. And I was like, okay, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's, I've already used up my one breaking news uh, thing from Saturday with my Luis Angel Acuna thing. I ain't got any more of that. I don't think they would trade Holiday for anything, but rumors are floating out there. So sure, I think anybody can be bought and that, that Orioles team is, they're designed to win now. They're lush with prospects. They could do a whole bunch, but um, you never know. I, I would be shocked. Jackson Holiday gets traded today. Let's all go out and have a drink. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing here? This is the <laughs> wildest deadline we've ever had. It's a totally crazy hypothetical, but just the way that he's shoveling money at people, I don't think he'd care. 200, 250 million. Eric, do you think that I don't think it's going to happen, but hypothetically, uh, would Baltimore say, sure, we'll take $250 million, $200 million? Yeah, I like, well, shit, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but I, I would be absolutely shocked if, if Holiday is in any org outside of Baltimore's org, you know, this time tomorrow. I think he's just too much of a blue chip guy, you know, potential, you know, MVP type of player down the road. So yeah, I, I think they want to, I think they're, they like what they're doing there in Baltimore and it's trending in the right direction. So I, I don't think they'd go out and do that. It's, it's not like they don't have money either. It's not like they're like, you know, strapped for cash either. So I, I don't see that happening or even him going anywhere in any deal, to be honest with you. I'd like to see the Orioles do something. We've talked about it all afternoon. I was expecting I something, some starting yep. pitcher to go there. There was a fake John Morosi account who said they got Lorenzen, and I was thinking, oh, okay, Lorenzen. But go after Cease. I think Cease is the one only real star quality pitcher, quote-unquote star pitcher left on the market at this point. I mean, Eduardo Rodriguez, he's, a, he's had a good year, but he's not a star. He's not someone you can rely on here after a year. He's got an opt-out, too. I would think the Orioles should go and trade, whether it's Kowser, Westberg, Norby, some combination, Mayo, something, and go get Dylan Cease. What do you guys I, think? I want to know who had the time to create a fake account just to break the news about a subpar starting pitcher. Like, they went out of their way. <laughs> it's <laughs> like you're breaking like, breaking like a stud. It's like, you, no, you did the Lorenzen. Michael Lorenzen. Like, that's what right. you, you got your way to create an account to do. This. Sorry, I know that's off topic. But that's was, that awesome. that, was that that think, Morrissey one where it was like yeah. uh, Heston Kirstead and blah, blah, blah. I saw yeah, that's what gave it away that, that it was fake was Kierstad was the return. It's like, well, they're probably not giving up Kierstad for Michael freaking Lorenzen. Uh, but, but I think that's the appeal okay, of those that people. That makes more those, sense. The people with those fake accounts, I think if they report and they say, 
breaking Blue Jays trade Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Kevin Gosman, then people are going to know it's bullshit. I think if you go with those more lower level names, then you might be able to slip it in. And then that's when people will just click the retweet or the repost button. I've, I've been guilty. Else. I've been guilty of it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've gotten got. We've all done it once. We've <laughs> all been got. We've all been got. Do you get, what do you guys think the odds are that Cease gets moved? here within the next hour because like we already saw I, i'm still shocked about eduardo invoking the no trade clause for the dodgers so that's had that so he is like the main guy but you've probably got five teams that are invested in some capacity that they're gonna have to pay out their ass to get uh cease uh mike do you think cease gets moved I'm so torn here just because it would take a team like the Rays who had that have the pieces. It goes back to the Savali trade that we talked about a little bit right before we got on. The reason why Savali costs the name of Manzardo is because they they still have two more years of arbitration, so they have two more controllable years. Cease still has two more controllable years, and it won't be cheap arbitration numbers. So, but this it's still two years of favorable contracts in there, and two of his prime years is that. So I'm it's gonna take a lot. I just wonder what team has the the prospects to pull that off, and that's why. I don't know if the Rays, the Rays have it. Will they do it? I don't know. And I feel like it's, and the Orioles have it, but will the Orioles do it? They're the, they would have to be one of the best, better teams to go out and do that because it fits their win now and rebuild at the same time while also having the prospect depth to do it. I don't think it would take holiday to get cease, honestly, in my opinion, but it's because they have enough high end uh, prospects otherwise that are probably available, but yeah, but I mean, I think, I think I, you, you know why teams are going to do that though. This is why the Orioles are probably having a hell of a time right now is because yes, there was so much money involved, but the Mets just got, you know, the top prospect in the, in the Astro system and they got like arguably number two or number three and, and sending that money the market's nuts like the, this is the seller's market the diamondbacks overpaid there are teams overpaying a whole bunch so i don't know man i i, I think the the white so it, it's i think it's going to be more about the white Sox being like all right we'll relent and we'll take less but i'll bet you they're asking for holiday plus plus right this they need to embrace so? what the rebuilds Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I agree. That it's gonna. I, I agree. They're gonna be asking for. But I can almost see. Remember, what, what was it? A couple of years. Remember, what, was it for Clevenger to the Padres, where like the the Guardians took on like four just good prospects. I, I this team should just embrace a full rebuild. But are the they going train. to? Was was it the? I would say Nailer. I know a few others went over there. Nailer yeah. and um, I'm trying to remember who went over there. For, it was like a four for one. We all kind of laughed at it. it. Ended up being actually a really good deal for the Guardians when we look back at it now. And I'm wondering, like, not that they would do this because I, I feel like if they're if they're selling off cease the white Sox aren't retooling they're rebuilding they should com completely go for the rebuild but then wouldn't the argument be if they're selling cease in his prime why wouldn't they go ahead and just like how long do they expect uh, robert to stick around and eloy and it's just one of those things where it's like how much to the rebuild do they commit to slash tie it's it's weird but yeah i don't i don't know man i i agree that it would take a lot i just don't know if you think that if, maybe i'm misreading the market because maybe a holiday would be required i just feel like i just look at the orioles and think they have so many other good prospects that they could maybe have to maybe they overpay in quantity instead of instead of that having to give that one truce like their top guy maybe they can give like yeah. two four and five in the, out of their top five you know what i mean or I mean, two, cross don't you think like like Kowser and norby or Kowser and kerstead or Kowser and i mean the only problem is the the orioles are lacking like lower in pitching prospects if that's what the white Sox are focused on but don't you feel like two of like Westbrook, Kowser, Norby get a cease conversation like that's what I was getting at away from holiday those names were the names are coming to mind and what about D I know Hall isn't what he used to be in terms of prospect shine but that is a name that he's he's close to he's almost debuting he'll probably debut 
I mean, he'll, you know, debut, not debut. He's close to being part of that rotation, part of the plans for next year, from my understanding. But Hall paired with those names, maybe you get two of the higher end guys, and Hall, who's lost some of that, and he can be kind of that throw in, so to speak. I was mentioning attacking it with depth, but but still being able to. I mean, po- possibly, I I could see that. Maybe even like a Zach Showalter being included in that yeah. as well. I, I could see that. It's like but... the third piece. Like it's like yeah, exactly. Hauser, but... Norby, Showalter, yeah, two two, and then... two of those guys plus like a Showalter or something like that. I think that can get it done. I think Baltimore's got more than enough to go out and get a, a Cease or any other big name on this market. And and I think they could just restock that farm system. Like they're one of the best player development organizations in baseball. So I think they're, you know, obviously in a great spot to go all push those chips in now and, you know, go for a deep postseason run this year. So, but obviously they need that arm. Uh, you know what I think it is though? What? I, I think, I think it's the, the White Sox have played their hand a little bit. What were the, what were the two main what were two things they did prior to the this trade deadline coming up in trades catchers they got Edgar Cuero and they got Corey Lee why long term development at the catching position they want Yasmani Grandal out of there what else do they want pitching that's where they've been focused who has pitching prospects that would be willing to move to get a high end arm like Cease and oh I don't know maybe also just got rejected on another trade the Dodgers the the Dodgers have Bobby Miller Emmett Sheehan they have got the dudes that yeah right there that they've got the guys if they wanted to unload I gotta imagine Michael Bush Bobby Miller maybe even Emmett Sheehan all three of those maybe it's not maybe maybe by the way maybe it's Diego Cartaya another catcher Diego Bobby Miller and something doesn't matter Josue De Paula three they have got the pieces if they if Cease is really available I don't think anybody can out offer the Dodgers at this point and they just got rejected not saying it's going to happen of course but that's like the team I, where the Orioles like are lacking it. the pitching prospects I think to do yeah this. The, the Dodgers obviously have plenty of pitching prospects always have always will and yeah including a Michael Bush in there would be great you know I think he could separate into that White Sox lineup right now yeah I think that that could be something to keep an eye out for over the next what 35 minutes or so yeah what about Cincinnati do you think they might move any of their big pieces for another starter I don't know like Abbott plus you know the injured Green and Lodolo they're going to come back eventually but going into the postseason hypothetically with that group of young arms I don't know if that's enough necessarily do you think they might go after a starter they could by the way uh the White Sox just got Luis I don't know maybe you guys already saw Luis Patino yeah Patino okay sorry (laughs) for cash I just saw that I was like holy crap Patino's coming back how how the mighty how the mighty have fallen top five pitching prospect to being traded for cash. The Reds seem like they're kind of holding cross. Yes. Jeff Long, 1000%. Yes. I am tired. I love, I like Michael Bush and all, but I am tired of ranking him. And I'm sure you are as well. Welsh. There's a few other guys that are like that too. But uh, uh, as for Cincinnati though, I've kind of wondered, like, I don't know if Cincinnati, I mean, I think they're pleasantly surprised as where they are this year, but I don't, I don't know if like they think they can go like all in this year and make that deep run. You know, they could. They have obviously have a lot of talent both sides of the ball. But I think maybe next year, you know, two years from now is really their window where they really could compete. So I see them more like, you know, off season going out and getting an arm signing or trading or whatever. But yeah, I could be wrong, but I don't really see Cincinnati making too big of a splash here over the next half an hour. A uh, question about anything with Sal Perez. So what I just saw, uh, it's a couple hours old now, but from Joel Sherman. The deal's not completely dead. There were some talks about offers. The Marlins had interest, and so did the White Sox. What the hell could the White Sox do with Salvador Perez? I <sighs> no, I don't know. Catching again, told I'm, you. Like catching I'm, is I'm, clearly something that's the an issue with them right I'm now. I'm kind of hoping for the chaos that would ensue if the White Sox go out of the way to 
ruin the rebuild that they've began to go ahead and <laughs> trade prospects for Salvarez. I'm kind of rooting for the chaos. I don't even understand what the White Sox are going to do. You know, we talked about it. It's been a topic throughout the day, but just tear the damn thing down. You know, Robert's never healthy. He's been healthy mostly this season. He's putting up great numbers. Sell him off while you got while you can. Eloy is – I don't even know what the hell anybody's going to offer for Eloy at this point. I mean, he's so up and down. I was in on him a little bit this year, but, I mean – I just don't know if he's ever going to be a guy you can rely on for a whole season. I think they should just tear the whole damn thing down and start over with a bevy of prospects. Yeah, You know what Eloy is? Eloy is like a Ferrari with a bad engine. Like You you know there's potential in that car, but there's, you got to fix the engine first. So, yeah, I, I don't know if anybody get – you know, obviously we heard those the Robert rumors what was a day or two ago. I don't – I mean, if they want to rebuild, I mean, I think Robert should be a guy that they want to look to build around, so – I don't really see Robert getting dealt. I mean, I won't be won't be surprising. Where's actually Pokemon? By the way, there Pretty was much. also um, there was a Padres rumor with Perez that the Padres were talking about if they're going to make a move. That would make they, sense. Yeah, yeah they got some. Sense. You know, they've got some pieces that are floating out there. I, I was uh, on Rates and Barrels. So we were talking. It's actually funny. We we're talking about the Pirates trade, and Eno properly guessed Jackson Wolf was going to be the guy, and I said, well. And there's also some complex guys because the top end of the pirate system, it's kind of like it's Merrill and is like everything else. Um, but they've got some really interesting complex league players, and you just wonder, you know, if you know, the Royals and Padres have made moves before. Story Ruiz trade was with them. Um, a lot of scouting has been done across the board. If maybe there are some pieces, you know, at the lower levels, like the the Padres have, of maybe you know three pieces or so that they could send off, but I you just don't know what the Royals are looking for. It looks like they're holding on tight. That bat would be huge for a team like the Padres that are going to try to make some type of run, but they just don't have the big assets. That's a problem with a lot of these teams. You know, the a lot of these teams, it's um, a little too late. The Reds and Diamondbacks, like why at this point? Why are they going to mortgage anything? Even the Padres are in a weird position. There's a lot of teams that are in weird spots to mortgage, and then there's the Yankees that are just like, like well, I don't know what we're doing. Like well, they're not making any moves. They've got they've got the assets. They've got a, a, a potential run. So I just don't know why I can't put a rhyme or reason to some of these teams and why and what the hell they're doing. As of maybe an hour ago, someone put it in the chat that the Yankees were the only team today who had not made a move. The one team. Yeah, Is something big coming? Maybe I doubt it. I just don't see what the big move would be for them. If at they this want point. to, they could. There were those Glaver Torres rumors with the Marlins, but the Marlins seem to kind of keep making burger. their moves. They've got prospects if they wanted to jump in on any of the big, whatever they want to do. They they they've got the stuff and guys like Peraza. They're not going to probably trade Volpe, but you got Peraza, you got Jason Dominguez. They've got some pitching. Like they can do it. They can do it if they want. Is Jason Dominguez the most overhyped prospect? Uh, is he somebody where just the name is just carrying a lot of weight when the production actually hasn't been there? Like I just don't even know what to make of him at this point. He's been he went from being the most overhyped prospect to one of the more underhyped prospects. To now, I don't know. He's still he's still walking a ton. He's still running, and that the power's kind of been there off and on this season. Obviously, the the average really hasn't. But I, I don't know. He's a hard one too. I, I think teams still think highly of Dominguez you know Welsh I want, I want to hear your thoughts on that too but I, I think he I think he would still be considered like a big get for a team in a trade yeah. I think he'd be a huge get yeah he's still yeah. big power hit numbers he he was running like crazy this year 
the contact has been an issue, like just making like really, really good decisions at the plate. So the batting average is struggle, but he's just like one of those dudes, kind of like Kyle Manzardo, where you go and look at Kyle Manzardo, the underlining stuff, you're like, well, you know, ground balls less, uh, line drives more, hard hit numbers are still up there. You know, we strike it, it like it's all still there. That's just the production wasn't there. The problem with Dominguez is it's never really been there. I guess that's the thing that held, holds back. And his yeah. defense has been pretty crappy. It was pretty crappy in the AFL. It's moved through. But I still think, like, age to future production, uh, maybe an organization that's really comfortable with the hitting and in developing hitting, I think he's, like, a huge asset. Like, top 25, top 30 still seen. Like, this would be bigger. It'd be way bigger to get him than uh, Drew Gilbert or Kyle Manzardo or something like that. But there are also teams that like they don't develop and they don't do much. And those would be the teams that I think would be like they're looking more for refine like the Angels. Like what the hell are the Angels gonna do? They'd be like, oh, go play, have fun. You know, like they're not gonna teach them anything. They don't teach them anything. They just have them play and go. That would be a bad spot for him and maybe they wouldn't really value him. But still still a highly touted prospect. It's a little too early to write off like the production versus what's still there. Dominguez ahead of Manzardo for you guys. Is that the consensus for both of you? Yeah. Um, no, no, I've got Manzardo. Yeah, I think we both have Manzardo above. I will say they're close, and they both, like, Dominguez kind of came up a little bit for me, especially with the stolen base numbers, and then down a tiny bit. Manzardo's come back down a little bit more, but nothing insane. I just think they're closer. I think they're in a different, there's, like, the top five tier, which is, like, amazing. And then there's, like, another tier of mush of guys and then there's maybe this third tier that starts to become bigger. And that's the third tier it, to me is like Marcelo Mayers and Jason Dominguez is, and maybe Kyle Manzardo, maybe he's the leader of that tier. And there's just kind of big old mushy group of those players. So uh, they're pretty close. We got our last panelist of the day joining us here, Zach Beck. How you doing, man? Good to finally meet you. Yeah, it's nice to be here. Uh, I haven't spoken to you in person, but I've been looking forward to this, you know, since you messaged me a couple of weeks ago. It's a great group too. Uh, and we're in crunch time. 27 minutes to the deadline. So it's yeah. the best time to be on. Well, great, great, except for Curlin, of course. I was going to say, I'm actually, out, I'm actually out of my league right here because you all are all dynasty folks. I'm over here like, doo, 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 doo. I'm just listening. Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah, me Eric, meanwhile, Eric Cross is coming live from any penitentiary in Boston. I don't know what that is. It's going on there. But uh, congrats. I'm glad you got some uh, PT time, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a, that one hour a day you spend, you're spending it wisely, you know, on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, of course. Coming, coming on a podcast using my one hour, of course. Um, we got a little trade. Austin Hedges going to the Texas Rangers. Not sure what the return is, but they're just Ooh. trying to shore up their catching. I guess now with Jonah Heim out, uh, they're trying to just... That's the one we've been waiting for, guys. <laughs> this is the one. one. Fam, Fam is in street clothes, by the way, for what it's worth. Tommy Fam yeah, is in I street clothes. I saw that. I saw that they're reporting like the Twins are trying to get a bat right now. You know, the other one I'm really interested about is if Teoscar is going to get traded. Yeah. Because you know you brought what? in Canzone. Canzone looks like, you know, you not only bring him in just for like the Kelnick stuff, but just let him go the rest of the year. I don't think they feel they can get him back. And what is that return like? There's a couple bat-heavy teams that Teoscar would be a big fit for. Uh, that's another one of those big ones I'm kind of waiting to see if that, because I think the, the Twins might be one of those teams that would look at a Teoscar. Their fallback would be like a Tommy fan, probably. They've talked about a Toronto reunion with Teoscar, mm -hmm. and I just, I don't know. It's funny. you got to laugh a little bit at that, you know? you got to laugh a little bit. Well, with the Verlander reunion, maybe that's the theme of the day. Just return all players to their old teams. Like, hey, yeah. just go back. Have fun. Return all players. Well, we'll take... Uh... I guess we've made a couple of bad trades over the years. Liam Hendricks, I guess I would take back once he's healthy. Um, but I don't know that Teoscar really makes 
that much sense to come back to Toronto. Like he seems like he's declining at a fairly steady rate here over the last two years. It was like WRC plus is under a hundred. He's striking out 32% of the time or something. I don't know that Teoscar would be a big get uh, at this point. Before I get you guys responses, just want to remind everybody because Dan's yelling at me from the chat, go like, go subscribe to the channel. We got a ton of content across all four major sports here. So make sure you guys are liking and subscribing, but what are your thoughts guys? What are your thoughts on that? On Teo, yeah, I yeah, mean, Teo. I wonder if he'll be more like maybe he returns to where he's comfortable. Is in he'll be in a better lineup, better uh, uh, lineup around him, and all that. I, I, yeah, I'm to be. I'm trying not to laugh at that comment from uh, Cross. <laughs> laugh at good. it, Mike. That was laugh good. That was it. that was good. That was really good for those who are listening. Cross pretty much said Dave McDonald, Doctor Dave, as he's known in the Twitterverse. Justin uh, <laughs> traded him from from the uh, FWFB pod for a co-host to be named later. And that's really funny because, you know, he can't podcast and all that. And it's also Dave. So who wouldn't want to get rid of him if they could? Anyway, uh, <laughs> back to Teo, though. He's uh, he still has the pop in the bat. It's just the, the swing and miss is there. I'm wondering if he's pressing because of the, the whole contract year thing. You know, how it's supposed to be a thing for some players, but maybe for him, lack of comfort, new new surroundings. Maybe he gets back to what he knows. And I could see him being solid on a stretch. But obviously, if you're expecting any the old tail, it's hard to anticipate that at this point. Because as you mentioned, we're talking about let's, the strikeouts being an issue again. And that was always the original concern before the breakout was the strikeouts were always a thing. And they kind of were – they've been held back a little bit last two years. And this year, just back to full force. And everything's kind of been trending down. So at the end of the day, though, I think he'll fit solid in the middle of a, of middle of a lineup who maybe maybe towards like that 5-6 spot in a team that's competing and just – be that depth they need in the outfield slash the H bat, but what well, a team like the Phillies could probably use them given their like r- lack of depth in the outfield, but they don't need another DH or a bad another bad outfielder like defensively. So maybe that wouldn't fit as much as I thought. Oh, I'm just thinking, but like yeah, the Blue Jays kind of make sense, I guess, because Kirk outside of recently hasn't been that great. He's been brutal. I mean, we're putting Kevin Biggio out in the outfield some days, like kind of the. <laughs> anybody, anybody other than Biggio, I'll play right, and I think I could do as good of a job as Biggio. Uh, the chat's devolving into some love for the ITL guys from Dan Bespris here. He's been hanging around in the chat. With you, um, <laughs> Which team, what is he saying here? Which team will trade for grizzled lumps? Those are what, that's what Dan likes. He wants grizzled old, uh, crusty ass guys. That so Grandall. Anymore. Yeah. Like, like Grand, well, well, Grandall was actually good for the part, for a good part of this year, but uh, I'm trying to think like that's an old name. Um, Car- Carlos Santana was already traded. That's kind of yeah. Mark Hanna already <laughs> moved. So yeah, Mark Hanna like, already moved. Yeah. The guys, both this Brewers now. I'm a Brewers fan. I was feeling uh, pretty wet fart about both of those moves. Yeah, but those are very Brewers moves, and I feel like they are actually upgrades to that team, a team that's competing in that division, considering that half the division isn't trying but <laughs> yeah i mean it, it wasn't totally clear to me a month ago when the reds were surging what the brewers were going to do i could see at that point them even considering dealing corbin burns it's hard to do when you're in first place but a year and a half of burns is going to net you a lot more than just a you know a rental so i'm glad to see them buying even if it is you know no disrespect to carlos santana and marcana they are going to be upgrades to this lineup uh sadly yeah yeah uh it is nice to see them adding Joel Sherman just tweeted out, by the way, uh, expe- this is two minutes ago, expectation the Cardinals are going to trade Jack Flaherty, perhaps with an outfielder such as Dylan Cruz or Tyler O'Neill, and noted that the Dodgers are still in that market and maybe even the Braves. So just throwing that out there. Why does anybody Sherman. want Jack Flaherty at this point? Like, 
He's a serviceable back end rotation guy for a real life team. Fantasy, he sucks. But Diamondback, Diamondbacks <laughs> would sell Tucson to get any pitcher that could pitch you know, more than five innings. So they would probably trade it all for Flaherty. That's I don't true. like Flaherty. I really don't think Flaherty's that oh, yeah. that kind of guy who's going to do anything for you. I, he's going to he's going to eat innings in the back of a rotation right now. Like the the Orioles would could use him. Like the Orioles don't have like a fifth starter right now. Cole Irvin's back in the conversation. Basically, looking at that team, you know. It's like a guy that walks five. Flaherty's your guy for sure. Yeah. Once you, once you get to the playoffs, though, is Flaherty even going no. out there? No. Like, you know, you're acquiring him for two months where he can miss he, the playoff roster. Like, a, or, or you throw him in the bullpen. That's probably why he's being paired with Carlson or a outfielder, just because yeah. by himself, he's going to net you an 18 year old that might not even be in the league next year. Meanwhile, with somebody else like Carlson, who at least has defensively with a little bit of offensive prowess, mostly a defensive um, assistance in the outfield where it's, you know, I think defense is, but we forget the, how valuable defense is to real life teams, you know, when we do this fantasy thing, which should help us with fantasy. But at the end of the day, I think the two of them together will net somewhat of a okay return compared to each of them individually, possibly. And there's a lot of teams that need depth in the rotation and in the outfield. I don't, don't know, know what this means, but both the New York Yankees and Teoscar Hernandez are trending on Twitter right now. So keep an eye out here over the next 20 minutes. I don't think they're going to do anything like that, but that let's seems see. seems so weird. I mean, I mean, if there's a team that needs outfield, it's definitely the Yankees, but I just don't know. Are they buyers? Are they sellers? I don't know. Like they, they should have sold by now if they were, but they like, like the bullpen, they have a lot of bullpen pieces that would have been pretty decent in terms of getting returns, I'm sure. So if they decide to sell, they could probably sell off half their bullpen right now to, to a team. It's pretty weird that both the Red Sox and Yankees have been like deathly quiet this deadline. It's I'm not used to like both these teams not doing anything. And they're they're both in the mix, but they're it's just such a competitive division and the AL as a whole as well. So it's right. I, I understand them not being overly aggressive and selling off to buy to buy up a bunch of parts, but at the same time, it's like why I guess both kind of owe to their fans to not be sellers either if they can't avoid it because they're both teams are technically winning. The Yankees have done nothing, like zero moves. I don't. Think I know it's so any, weird. This is there something coming here in the next twenty minutes? Because you know, I remember last year when I did this show, I went till seven o'clock. I went one after the deadline, and we got a bunch of stuff come in right after. So maybe they're working on something. I just don't know what exactly the Yankees would even do—an outfielder, a starting pitch. Mm-hmm. Like I have no idea. They need both. They would actually fit really well with the. I mean, Flaherty in New York isn't ideal, but I'm just thinking again. We could, yeah. we can, we can, we all hate Flaherty. We all understand that Flaherty's not a good pitcher, but the fit <laughs> in terms of a team needing a fifth starter and a team needing an outfielder, that combination of Carlson and Flaherty to the Yankees makes a lot of sense. And I think I don't think it would cost them as much as they. I think I don't think they want to spend that much either in terms of like giving away some of that minor league capital so i could see the yankees making a move for those types of guys because it fits two needs carlson and flaherty or o'neill and flaherty maybe i want tyler o'neill to be set free i don't think he's leaving my understanding is that he's staying right i thought he was going to seattle like just guaranteed but now that they're sellers obviously that is not the case i don't i don't know i i think that i don't know that relationship ever um healed but i mean sherman did cite o'neill o'neill and flaherty would be an interesting package to a team that has that multi need, you know, that's got some of that outfield need or even just a bat, regardless of where it is. And some like Flaherty to me is the, Oh, we lost out on the good pitchers. Like this is like, yeah. we're not going to be involved in it. This is something I think like the Orioles would be like, all right, fine, fine, fine. Just give us, you know, we'll, we'll take them. We'll, we'll get Flaherty. We'll deal with this and move on. But the, the clock is ticking, man. Just a little over 15 minutes. 
the Orioles haven't made the move that they need that you would expect them to make. The Yankees haven't made the move. Frankly, I felt like we were built up about the Rays making something mm-hmm. kind of significant. We haven't seen that. And, uh, you, you know, there's a handful of teams. And the Dodgers, I mean, I guess they made the Lynn trade, but it looks like they're trying to be aggressive. There are teams with bullets, and we just don't know if they're going to get fired. And uh, we'll find out in 17 minutes. Yeah, it's, I mean, AL East is tough. It's very strange to be in, in last. You know, the Yankees are second last, the Red Sox. And, you know, if they were in the AL Central, they'd be in first place. You're in a little bit of purgatory there. You're 10 and nine games out, respectively. Is this something where adding a Flaherty or an O'Neill and Dylan Carlson type is going to get you closer to a wild card spot? I don't know that you're catching the Rays. I would have expected the Rays to make a move there or the Orioles and try and solidify things while you still have a pretty good, pretty good lead. Um, but not a lot of movement in the ALEs. Yeah, that's that's the thing too. Like these teams are all close to it, but yeah, kind of like you mentioned, I, I think two, I mean, we still got like what two months to be played, but it's looking like barring a collapse, like one of the two wild cards is gonna be whoever doesn't win the AL East between Baltimore and Tampa, and the other one's probably be whoever doesn't win the AL West between Texas and Houston. And then it's like a glutton of teams, Toronto, Boston, uh, the Yankees, the Angels, you know, Mariners are still kind of in there, even though they're selling like there's like a bunch of these teams battling it out for what's probably going to be one, you know, one mm-hmm. wildcard spot left. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why these teams are being like that aggressive is because it's, it's such a long shot to even get in at this point. Yeah. I think if I'm Cashman or if I'm Hein Bloom, I'm probably sitting on my hands too. I'm probably sitting this out. We are competitive enough. Like again, would be in first place in the AL central. Um, but I don't know that there's a move you make right now that closes a gap or, or increases your chances of making the postseason. And with, and with the Red Sox, like you're getting Trevor story back, you're getting Chris sale back at some point. You know, I've heard a lot of rumors about them trying to, you know, get rid of uh, Adam Duvall to get more playing time to Jaron Duran. So it's like mm-hmm. the Red Sox are getting pieces. So it's almost like they're acquiring these guys, obviously for nothing because they're coming off the IL, but maybe that, maybe that's what the Red Sox are thinking. Like, hey, we're, we're doing pretty well right now. And we're getting Trevor story back. We're getting sale back at some points. And, Maybe that's enough for at least in their mind. Have they made any moves? Have they made any moves today at all? The Red Sox? Not that I've seen. I mean, mean, they traded like Kike Hernandez like five days ago, but it's like it's been very quiet. And you know, I was thinking about like I think we've all probably said in some degree this, but like like a month ago, where it was just like, oh man, this extra wild card it's creating so many more people, and the trade market is slowing down, and you know, we we so many guys are in it. This should be crazy. I feel like the extra wild card in in its nature has also slowed the market down because like look at the amount of teams that are just sitting on their hands because they don't kind of know what to do because no one wants to mortgage the future because there is uncertainty like people want to be competitive but like in a normal given year I just feel like the Orioles the Diamondbacks would have been but you got the Reds the Diamondbacks they're sitting back the Padres you don't there's just so many teams are not selling or buying and they're just being stalemates. And I just don't know if I didn't expect this. I don't know if anyone really expected this was going to be the outcome because it felt like, all right, teams are going to make their decision and bam, they're going to go. Not really, not really. There's a whole bunch of teams that should be buyers that are doing absolutely nothing uh, because the market has also dictated to the other buyers, the aggressive buyers to pay up. So it's created this really weird tailspin that, I don't know, maybe in the next 10 minutes, we're going to just see like madness, but I kind of don't think so. I think we're going to just see like, Adam Ottavino traded, you know, and it's going to be like yeah. Flaherty. I don't, it's starting to feel like we are too far gone from a, 
Dylan Cease or, you know, Jackson Hall. I don't know, just something crazy. I think the crazy already happened a couple hours ago and everyone just doesn't really know what to do with themselves. Yeah, usually at this time you start to see, because deals will be filed before 6 o'clock and the news will come out afterwards. Maybe we get some things, but I kind of agree with you. It doesn't feel like we're going to be getting those earth-shattering trades this year, which kind of sucks. I mean, that's kind of the fun of this, right? Is you're all, you're live and then you see a pass and tweet and it's like, holy shit, blah, 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 you know, Otani gets straight or whatever. It, we kind of missed out on that this year because Otani was off the market. There was a couple of big names, but they kind of were traded quietly. Like the Verlander trade almost felt kind of quiet when it happened. I don't know. Like maybe that's a stupid way of describing it, but it just feels like we haven't really gotten any big really oh. big game-changing move specifically from a fantasy point of view like sure houston is, is a better team today because they have verlander texas is a better team with scherzer but from a fantasy baseball point of view really not that much i mean dave's reporting here tommy <laughs> fam that yeah. is not real that's I, that's I mean, what i just that, saw if, if there's never been bogman if there has never been something that is more appropriate that is it is 100 percent real john gambadoro just reported it here. That is the funniest thing on the planet in our just, little tiny universe because of Bogman's uh, continuous slams at Tommy Pham for his uh, stabbing uh, acumen, uh, getting stabbed, more like it. Uh, and <laughs> what a wildly stupid move. Make sure you trade Dominic Canzone and then trade any asset for Tommy Pham is wildly stupid. This team is so dumb. It seems like a weird... <sighs> What a okay. weird, dumb fit. Because like, at the okay. end of the season, isn't Fam a free agent as well as Guriel? So you're but it's kind not of about like... that. Can Tommy Fam pitch five? Can Tommy Fam go out <laughs> to the seventh? No, that, that's fair. I'm, I'm I'm looking at it like why sell off Canzone or anything of future Agreed. potential for a guy who could be Canzone can produce now potentially. Well, they did than... it. They're like, oh, we're going to trade him for the reliever, and then we'll yeah. repl- don't worry, guys. We'll replace Josh Rojas with Jace Peterson, okay? And then we'll replace uh, Dominic Canzone with Tommy Pham. I just... Yeah, but now someone has, someone has to lose playing time now. Like, at least like, it's so weird. Who's like... he going to hit in the clubhouse? Corbin, it... I'm terrified for Corbin Carroll that he's going to get hit. <laughs> Corbin Carroll plays fantasy football, and Tommy Pham is a dangerous dude, so... So who, <laughs> yeah. who, loses, who loses time here? Is it Jake McCarthy? Is it Pham platooning with McCarthy, maybe, at some to some degree? Like, what do you guys think yeah. is going to happen to, here? to be fair they don't have they, it's like all lefties so they need more righties in that outfield so yeah it's probably a platoon situation where mccarthy is going to probably sit toward, uh, against lefties and they'll have lordis out there and they'll just kind of move it around so yeah him in the bullpen decent Sam's point by Jeff. Decent point here about hedges leaving pittsburgh you know he's known as one of the better defensive catchers framers in baseball it's interesting to think about what's going to happen with Mitch Keller. Uh, you know, he's already been kind of not great. Is this your time to kind of sell before the bottom really falls out from under him? You think? And I think the time to sell was about a month and a half ago. Yeah, that's with, true. With Mitch Keller. I mean, I mean, and even even I started saying, and I've been kind of one of the lower people around on Keller for a while, and uh, Welsh. I just got to go. I'm just saying bye. I'm just saying bye to everybody. I bye, Welsh. Later, man. Guys, Sorry, you love you all. Go Come follow. Bye. Is it the Welsh? Go check out ITL. Great stuff with him and Bogman. Uh, Really appreciate you hopping on today, man. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That I gotta uh, gonna go do CBS Sports HQ, so gotta go do a little TV. So the big bye, fancy, the big fancy celebrity has to go no and do CBS show. Goodbye, I love you all. <laughs> bye. But uh, oh, it's a fun scene saying Dodgers Orioles in on Cease. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think we see Cease dealt, but but yeah, with with, with Keller, it was like okay, he wasn't that good. Like he, the, the metrics even support him being that good. He's better than what he was. I think there's like that middle ground to be had, but. But yeah, I, I think sometimes these like movers like Hedges getting dealt, like people are like like oh it's Austin Hedges whatever, but they don't realize like 
the kind of ripple effect that happens from some of these guys, like especially with the, with the catchers. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that affects Keller and all the other young arms on that Pittsburgh staff. Baltimore just got Flaherty. Oh, did they really? <laughs> yeah. I want to see for what. <laughs> You have to laugh at that. Like, uh, I mean, it makes again. Look at look at their team. Yeah. He, yeah. He's he's gonna be he's gonna fit, and he'll get them to the play. He'll help them limp into the playoffs. I think and that's all they really want. You know? Dodgers talking to Red Sox about Paxton, according to Ken Rosenthal. Yeah, I thought Paxton would be more of a popular trade ship. The way that he's kind of you know come back this year in full force. I would have thought they would have tried to capitalize on that for like a real life kind of sell high trade, but it's just the Red Sox are such a weird like. Do you sell packs and then capitalize on that? But then that kind of signal is like, all right, are we are we not contenders this year for postseason? It's Red Sox are just like in a weird ass spot right now. It's I don't know, yeah. I don't know what to make of it, but I think yeah. that they could potentially contend, and maybe that's what they're thinking. Like I was looking at their offensive rankings the other day, just where they stand as a team, just the basic stats. But they're third in hits per game, fifth yeah. in runs per game, sixth in slugging, sixth in on base. They don't hit a hell of a lot of home runs, but they're, you know, a top third offense easily. Yeah. Sneak, um, sneak, sneaky good. Sneaky good. Somehow, that's, you know, like we were all expecting coming into the year, right? Uh, the Red Sox to have a good offense and a good team. But I would have thought that Paxson would have been a fairly popular chip. And I haven't even heard his name mentioned in maybe any rumors at all. Uh, but Flaherty, man, I, I don't know what Flaherty is going to do. And the return is going to be interesting. You think they would have given up one of the – the Kowser Wesper kind of group for him, like a one for one, maybe. Or what do you what do you expect in there before we get a confirmed package? Uh, maybe, but I I think more some probably like two two guys from like the next level, probably like, like this the Cesar Prieto, like two of those types of guys. I think is probably what's what it's going to be. But I won't be surprised. That, some international you know, money, yeah, or something like that. I, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's going to be. I, I don't think it's going to be like a Kowser, but who knows? We'll see. Hopefully that comes up. Clarity. Is a two month rental correct? Uh, I, I believe so. Yes, he's a free yeah, agent so, next year. Yes, yeah, so they, they don't give up, they, they won't give up like Kowser, Westbrook, anybody like that for, for Flair. Yeah. yeah, it's probably no, like a Caesar Preto in that range. Uh, on, the, on the Tommy Fan thing, the Diamondbacks are currently in a series with the Giants. Uh, Jock Peterson. where where we had some some altercations with Jock Peterson. So very spicy first series for, for Tommy Pham, the newest Diamondback. Well, good thing is, is he might not even play that series. If the trade happened today, maybe he gets out there tomorrow, or I guess he would yeah. get out there tomorrow or Thursday if they have, they have a four-game well, series. They do. Tommy Pham doesn't series. need to be playing to get himself in trouble. That's fair. He can just show up. And... <laughs> um, Another thing, I'm you know, just going from the NL Central to the AL East, Absolutely brutal for Flaherty. Like, if we didn't like how he was pitching in the Central in the NL, I don't think oh, we're going to like Flaherty. how he's yeah. I mean, I, I said the same thing with Jose Barrios a couple of years ago, and True. Barrios is, like, way better than, than Flaherty is right now. So, yeah, Flaherty, for a fantasy perspective, I mean, I already you – know, I don't know if, who's starting Flaherty at this point in any fantasy league, but it, this is just a complete detriment to any any value he might have had. Yeah, I can't imagine Flaherty is being started with confidence by anybody if they have him. There might be some NFC guys who still start him just because there's you know not that many options in 15 team leagues. But he's 45 percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. It's kind of a lot. That's too high. <laughs> it's way too high. Yeah. But I don't know about the return. I'm still I'm just refreshing here like a madman. Same. And I haven't seen anything yet. But for you know, as a Blue Jay fan, I hope they gave up. 
Jackson Holiday and DL Hall and Westberg and everybody. <laughs> Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, but hoping that they gave up quite a bit. And I'm hoping that over the next few minutes, we see a few more deals sneak through here because that's generally the way it works. Uh, you know, I wonder if Dylan Cease is the next piece to go because the Dodgers missed out on Eduardo Rodriguez. To pivot to Dylan Cease might be a little weird because you're going to have to pay up a lot more for Dylan Cease than Eduardo. But maybe they just feel like they really need another starter. They probably do. Um, is Walker Bueller going to be back later this year? I think he is, right? He's trending towards being close. I think it's, if not by the playoffs, like right, like towards the beginning of them. So like, you know, you're gonna I think September was, I think I saw something about September potential. So like Kershaw, potentially Bueller, um, Gonsolin, I guess it wouldn't hurt to add another arm there. Sure. Um, but I don't know if they're going to go for cease necessarily and pay up. Cause I think in their head, they probably thought they were getting Eduardo Rodriguez because who the hell turns down a trade from the Tigers to the Dodgers. I don't know what their pivot's going to be, but I would, I would expect them to do something. I wouldn't expect them to sit on their hands because of it. Yeah, they can I have mean, Paxton. Just give us Michael Bush, and we'll call it call it again. <laughs> Paxton's call a great fit there. If you're not going to get the the lefty in Eduardo, the Paxton is a, a good pivot. It's not going to cost a ton. I don't see Cease making a lot of sense for the price that they're going to have to pay. I will say uh, the initial reactions on Twitter to the Flaherty trade are a lot of uh, Baltimore fans upset that it wasn't Dylan Cease's name. So. <laughs> But that could speak uh, to this. If, if if Cease is truly being dealt, that I think that move makes the Orioles obviously not in. I don't think the Orioles are going to go out and get both. Not that they couldn't afford to. I feel like that would make it more lean towards if anyone's going to do it, it's the Dodgers. And the Dodgers, they have the – I know the payroll opens up quite a bit going into next year. Not to mention they, they're they losing. I think – isn't Julio Urias is also a free agent in the year as well as Kershaw? Like – and. I think we talked about earlier, Cease's contract, I think he has two more years of arbitration. So he's still, he's going to be rather affordable compared to what he would cost on the open market. And they can obviously re-sign him from there. So I wouldn't be surprised for a team that's window is right now and pretty much every year, but especially right now, goes out and gets a guy in his prime in Cease while also being able to not only pay for him in prospects, but also keep him long-term if they choose to, while Mm -hmm. also still having, they're going to need pitching going into next year as well. And this kind of hits this year and next along with open and there's still got plenty of money. If they want to go out and get Otani, et cetera. I, I think it's a good fit for, I really, I think of it as a good fit for the Dodgers and they probably could, they could probably pay up the price it would cost in terms of prospects and still not be completely empty with the farm system. Yeah. And if, if Bush, if Bush does go there, Bush will be playing start like day one. So that's nice. Hey, the Yankees made a move. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Yankees, did they? They got yeah. Kenyon Kenyon Middleton from the White Sox. Guess they're buyers. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I still, don't see return, I still don't see a return for Flaherty. I, I got excited. I thought that as I refresh it, that's how I like knew from Jeff Passan. I was like, I thought that was going to be the uh, like what was going back from from Baltimore, but nope, not yet. There is a tweet that I'm seeing that's gaining traction because people just will love to retweet the first thing they see. It's not true. Grayson Rodriguez, straight up one for one, apparently is the return for Flaherty. I'm going to say that that's probably not likely. <laughs> there's, um, there's zero chance in hell. That's, that's amazing. I want to be real, though. I, I, I will wear the Mason one-piece one, uh, swimsuit if, they, if it's Grayson Rodriguez. It's not going to be Grayson I'll Rodriguez. send you my used one. I don't want your used one. <laughs> but it, has, I, I, it has Mason's signature on it. He signed I, it in person. I will get I will get a fresh one from, from Kenny and be, be happy with that. Kenyon Milton, God, what a what a letdown! <laughs> Just like that's not the name we want to see at all right now. But hey, Alex Jackson, the catcher, was acquired by the Rays. Who? Yeah, exactly. The Rays got they're, a catcher. They're reporting it is Caesar Prieto for for Flaherty. Boom. 
one for one. Um, I can't tell who's probably more. Probably more. Oh, more, more players involved is the, the no. I'm saying probably more than it's worth already. Like, <laughs> like if Flaherty wasn't worth anything. I don't know. Well, at, at least like Baltimore's trading from like obviously they have a million infield prospects yeah. and like they don't need a Caesar Preto. Yeah, decent prospect, no. obviously, but yet it's like they don't obviously need Preto. They won't, you know, they won't lose any sleep over trading the Caesar Preto with all the depth they have in the infield. So yeah, I don't really know much about Preto. Yeah, what level is he at? Uh, Preto is he's either in high A or, or double. I think he's in, I think he's Rodolfo, in high A right Rodolfo now. Rodolfo Castro to the Phillies because they needed another Emundo Sosa type. And why not at that point? <laughs> they do uh, need depth. I know they're lacking depth. Oh, Preto has actually he's got the triple A. Yeah, yeah, you got the triple A this year. But he's he, only he's, striking out 8% of the time. That's interesting. Yeah, the dude just puts the ball in play. Does, doesn't walk a lot, doesn't K a lot. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's like contact first and everything else is just kind of underwhelming. Like there's no big power, no big speed. He's like a, you know, Luis Arez with less average, but maybe a little more power and speed. But that's basically what we're looking at here. It's like kind of like one of those boring guys, but you know, a decent get for, for St. Louis. So that's, that is indeed who's going there. It's going to play. Yeah, I don't... yeah oh, absolutely. He will. Yeah. It was uh, for, so we just hit six o'clock. We just hit six o'clock. I'm kind of expecting there to be a you know a couple of something anyway here. Yeah, Belly uh, Falter was who was traded mm-hmm. away for Rodolfo Castro. Yeah. Blockbuster. Yeah, absolute you know game changer for fantasy here. Go grab uh, Bailey Falter. No, do not go do that. Um, but, but there's really nothing coming in here um, as we approach as we hit six o'clock. It's probably the most underwhelming trade deadline I can remember in the last few years. You know, don't you think? I mean, at this it, point, it's it started out with promise, and then it kind of like yeah did well, lead into like, a lot of good stuff. The thing was, is you had like the Scherzer deal happened a couple days ago. You had the Verlander Verlander deal that was fun and all, but kind of I think it's one of those things. Also, a lot of it was expected. We haven't seen anything truly like over the top. Like I think the Savali trade is probably one of the most unexpected trades. Savali from Manzardos, but it happened prior to today so it's one of those things where it took the better trade a lot of the better trades happened before the trade deadline day is part of the issue Dylan Seas was not traded per Passan so yeah just staying put um, well, if, if Passan said it I believe it like what Beck is put in the chat like Nightingale sure. saying Cease is staying put like, if Nightingale <laughs> so saying that I mean, yeah, that means he's on the move, obviously. That, that's why I said that's why I made that's why I said purpose on. I wouldn't have reported it otherwise. <laughs> I wouldn't have even said it otherwise. What, what you don't you don't trust Bobby? Oh, I think he no, he didn't block me. Heyman blocked me because I called him on misspelling names. Like it's not his job to know how to spell a player's name. And he actually responded to me, didn't like it, and blocked. Me. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. that <laughs> and, then, and then and then I proceeded to misspell a name on my next tweet. So there was uh, that. But I'm like, <laughs> but I'm like, hey, I don't get paid like th- that much money. I'm I do this for fun. But yes, I, I should I should know better. But anyway, it was it was the point of of course, of course I screw up the same thing. But yeah, I called him out on because he's it's it's one of the many errors he's done. You know, it's not the first. So I just called him out on it and he didn't like it too much. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know how they choose those accounts, you know, with hundreds of thousands or millions of followers. How do they choose which reply to respond to? I guess they see you work with the athletic and they're like, oh, okay. Oh, well, what are the odds that he clicked on my name and took my profile before call, before getting in on like attacking, like, pushing back, which I always welcome the pushback, but he yeah. was like, it was one of those things where I was like, I was just annoyed at the lack of, like, you know, it's always consistently just wrong between the reporting or between. This was coming off like, you know, the he's always, it's just so much, so, they're so quick. They're trying to be the first to do stuff. So I was like, I'm getting yeah. sick of this. And yeah. yeah, but you're right. I don't know. But it's not always a, like, it's not always an account like mine. It's, it could be some random schmo 
Joe Schmo person too. Like, with, yeah, like me. doesn't do this. <laughs> no, you do this for like you do this. You know, this is a hobby. Or you, like, like a random fan of a team is what yeah. I'm getting at. Like a not somebody who like follows the stuff religiously like us. Like it's I've seen random quote tweets. I'm like I don't understand. You're right. Like, I don't get what what is it about these certain tweets that trigger them, and that makes me want. I'm like. Uh, now, now you go create burners and keep doing it. No, I, I don't have the energy for that. These accounts that were created, you know, July 2023, they got 17 followers and they'll just get into the skin of somebody and they're like, oh, you know, <laughs> they respond back. Uh, but there's nothing else coming on. I've kept you guys uh, beyond the hour at this point. Oh, Dominic guess- Leone traded to the Angels. Oh, the Angels, they're really pushing the chips into the middle, man. And they're still gonna miss the postseason. They're gonna they're not, they're gonna do nothing. They're gonna this is gonna look so stupid in two months. Like I I really don't understand this bullshitting that they've done to themselves and their fan base to say we can get Otani back. We can get Otani back. We got Randall Gritchuk. We got we got Lucas Giolito. It's like in what world is a team where Mike Trout's not gonna be back and healthy for a, quite some time? Like I just don't know that there's any hope they're selling their fans a load here i think and i think otani's gone one way or the other oh absolutely and it's, and, and obviously in baseball it takes more than like one or two players to, to win like it does like basketball but like yeah. imagine having modern day babe ruth and like modern day willie mays on your team and not doing jack shit yeah like michael, michael jordan and lebron i know it's like imagine having those two guys and not being able to like build uh, successfully around that those two guys to generational talents who are the best guys i've ever seen you know in my lifetime yeah. and just trout has played three postseason games like my, yeah. my favorite stat in the history of stats is pablo sandoval has won four world series rings and mike trout has three freaking postseason games played oh my god it, 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 it angers me it's it's uh the angel like i don't know what's worse just always being incompetent and not having not doing well like colorado or having the the means to do well and just completely crapping it down the toilet like the angels always do. I don't know what's worse. I mean, this the last decade has been, you know, a, a comedy of errors. And they, they've tried. You know, they signed Josh Hamilton to a huge contract. They signed Albert Pools. You know, they went after it. They tried. Um, but it just never worked out. Hamilton was never the same once he got there. Neither was Pujols, Rendon. It's a curse at this point. If you sign a big contract with the Angels, you're going to shit the bed. And I think Otani, maybe it's not something that's you know, prevalent in his brain, but he's not going back. He's going to cross town. He's going to go to Steve Cohen. You know, Justin Mason suggested earlier, Cohen will give him 5% of the Mets. Here, take 5% of the Mets, $500 million, and then come for 10-year, whatever it is. I, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I know he's not going to be wearing the Angel colors next season. That's just, it's not going to happen. He'd be so foolish to go back there. Yeah. At the same time, I understand not wanting to be the front office or ownership group that sold you know, traded away Otani, even if that might've been the right, the right move, especially considering what you could get for him as, you know, for the remainder of the year, there are, I think sometimes front offices make bad decisions to save face. And like, I mean, if you're going to keep him adding some smaller pieces that don't burden you beyond this year uh, to any significant degree, makes some sense to me. And I am not an angel's apologist. I want to make that super clear. You'll either be the front office that traded Otani, or you'll be the front office that let him walk for nothing. I think well, those are the options. I was going to say so that, that's kind of what we did with Soto, but it's, it's almost looking like the Nationals are looking like they were smart to trade him because you know Soto's been kind of lackluster since the trade, or whatever compared yeah. to, compared to expectations. I don't think Otani's going to come up short on expectations, so that might be the difference here. But I am surprised. Yeah. That, I was surprised that now if they go out and win a single, if they make the playoffs and then win a series. I don't think it's going to overshadow it, but at least it's giving their fan, at least, you know, it's nice as a fan of a team that's been terrible for years that can actually try 
you think I'm happy about Jake Berger? I think it's just, I mean, I think it fits, but it's just like, I would have liked more that the Marlins just don't want to spend anything. If it's not yeah. free or discounted or broken, they don't want it. <laughs> um, the twins made no moves, by the way. I just saw the report. It was like traded line pass. The twins made no moves at all. Yeah, nothing's coming out here. I figured at six o'clock, we'd see bang, 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 a bunch of reports, stuff getting finalized. But it looks like we've seen all the trades that are going to happen. I mean, I'm sure there'll be one or two things. There's going to be a couple of that, that over the next hour. There'll be a handful of them yeah. for sure. I'm surprised about Erod, but I guess, I don't know. Who do you think is more pissed off, the Tigers or the Dodgers in the whole Eduardo Rodriguez mm. situation? Uh, who's, who's more annoyed with him? Probably the Tigers. Because <laughs> yeah, the Tigers true. couldn't rebuild around him, whereas I'm sure the Dodgers might have snuck in a deal somewhere and it just hasn't been reported yet. But Erod wanted to be closer to the fam- his family on the East Coast, which obviously going to the West Coast would be way, way farther away than being randomly near Canada, I guess. But yeah. we'll see if he opts I'm, out. We'll see if he opts out. I guess he probably will at this point. Well, he's probably gonna get a bigger deal on free agency too. So yeah. that be, I'm sure, I'm sure the return for Erod would have been solid for the Tigers, and they didn't get nothing now. So I'm sure they're pretty. I mean, they not like they do much with their prospects anyway. It feels like, but yeah, something. I mean, organizationally, if you don't like players exercising a no trade clause, then don't give it to them. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know, I. It's tough. It, I think it's tough on both sides. I think like would have been nice to see Erod, who's been pitching well on a better team and into the postseason, not, not a Dodgers guy, particularly as a Brewers fan, but would have been nice to see him. You know, that's a good boost in fantasy value. Um, You're going to tell the, me they couldn't get him over. He, he wants the East coast. Why couldn't they, why couldn't the Orioles and, and the Tigers work out a deal? That seemed yeah, too perfect. I, then I thought maybe the Braves would be buyers of pitching at some point. Another good option. You know, how how depleted they've been but they didn't really make any moves another team i thought would be buying pitching is the reds you know they're super competitive yep. they really need pitching i thought they might have been a contender in the cease sweep ta- uh sweepstakes but they, they had pieces to do there. it too i think yeah. i think the reds are one season away because they still have Marte and others coming up i think they're one season away from making that push because you know yep. a healthy lodolo a healthy green a healthy um abbott that's right yep. there are three guys they have it they have really they have a really strong core entering next year for sure i think yeah. india was who they, i think they wanted to deal india but india being injured didn't help their yeah that doesn't help case. and then they're, they're they're gonna throw in you know connor phillips into that mix too so i i think yes what i was kind of saying earlier i think the reds go and make some moves this offseason i think i think next year will be like all right this is when we kind of push all the chips in and go for it i think they wish they never traded luis castillo i think that'd be perfect they don't really need Marte. i mean that doesn't hurt but i think they'd rather take Castillo than Marte at this point what do you guys think I mean, imagine that pitching staff, like Castillo leading it, then the the young trio of, of Lodolo, Green, and Abbott, and then, you know, fill it in with Connor Phillips or whoever else, Graham Ashcraft, whatever else you want to throw in there at five. That would be but I'm like, I'm, not, I'm a big, and I've always been a big Novi Martega. Anybody that followed me knows that. But, yeah, that's kind of, you know, I, 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 I think they didn't think they were going to be, like, this good this early. I, I think they're, yeah. they're, their rebuild definitely – Kind of was quick at obviously all this young talent, you know, McLean and Ellie and and Kadashi on straight. And I think they thought like, all right, 2024, 2025. So maybe that's why they made that deal with Castillo. Maybe if they kind of obviously you can't see into the future, but uh, maybe they maybe wouldn't have made that deal if they thought they were going to be, you know, contenders. Josh, Josh Bell to the Marlins. What the hell is going on here? Oh, yes. Let's get Manzardo up. Yeah. What? Josh Bell to the Marlins. Yes. Josh Bell to the Marlins, according to this report. I just saw it from Underdog per Craig Mish. Oh, well, it's from Craig. Yeah. Craig says, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is what I don't understand is, okay, Burger Bell, 
<laughs> What's going on here? We have Garrett. We have I, I, Garrett Cooper. So they tried the all second baseman. No, they they shifted from all second baseman to all DH. <laughs> they decided right. like the, the, return, the, yeah. the return is Gene Segura and Khalil Watson. Oh, so oh Watson, oh. really? I didn't see that. And yeah, I, I know Watson's. I know Watson's lost a lot of prospect shine, but still, for Josh Bell, they realize how bad Bell's been, right? I guess they're trying to make a postseason <laughs> run. I guess. I, what? Are, yeah. What are your Marlins doing? Let's just get like a bunch of middling bats and call it good. I don't. I don't well, know. Well, we need we need thump in the middle of the order, but not. Is Josh, th- is Josh Bell the thump though? Like, <laughs> wait. It's saying it's saying. I'm so confused right now because it's showing Gene Segura and Khalil Watson, but then I'm seeing another one saying Bell for Garrett Cooper. What? I'm looking at past <laughs> past the tweet. Rosenthal, Rosenthal must have messed it up. I think Rosenthal. Josh- Josh I mean, Bell I th- for Garrett Cooper is like the most mad trade. I think I think Garrett Cooper. I bet you Garrett Cooper's going to the Padres then, but for somebody else because that's wrong from Rosenthal. Yeah, somebody's somebody's screwed up. Marlins acquired Josh Bell from the Padres for Garrett Cooper. So I think Ken's you know started drinking today or something. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. I think we have to trust Passon at this point over Rosenthal. And, and Josh Josh Naylor was scratched with a side issue, so that would like talk about opening suddenly in uh, first base in DH. Manzano yeah. has a spot right away. Assuming right. that, I mean, I hope Naylor's injury is nothing because I have him in very important spots. But a side injury always makes me think oblique. Hopefully, it's nothing or minor. Could that be a main event team, perhaps, Mike? Like it's definitely. Well, I have Naylor across many teams, but definitely my main event, who is slowly sinking this week. Yes, it is not a good week for me. This I already. Think- it just short, hey, short week. Yeah, it's a I bad week too. I jinxed it the other night. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I felt like I'm closer to 20th than I am to 10th at this point, unfortunately, overall. And then, uh, yeah, it's been a rough start to the week between trades and players losing playing time. I need play appearances, and I'm not getting them because everyone's getting traded or injured or whatever. It's getting really aggravating this week. I'm, I know I'm not alone, but yeah. Oh, anyway, here's the Cooper deal: Cooper and Sean Reynolds, the Padres for Ryan Weathers. Okay. What? What? Okay. Ryan well, Garrett, Weathers, what value does Ryan Weathers have? He's point? been surprisingly decent in spurts. I think he's nope, Eric. He's decent. <laughs> he's a. Here's the thing: they're bolstering the back end of that rotation because I think they're gonna keep. I think they're either gonna piggyback. Uh, what's his face when he comes back up? I can't think of his name. Wow. Um, y- Yuri Perez. I think Yuri's. I think Yuri's gonna be on a very, very like like 70, 80 pitch. I don't think he's gonna get to that ninety pitch limit anymore. I think they're gonna keep. I think they're gonna keep Weathers as that multi-inning guy because Weathers has been like. If you go look at some of his game logs, you'll see that Weathers has had salvage like serviceable starts throughout the season for the Padres, and I think he could easily be that multi-inning I mean, guy slash fifth starter as needed. I mean, two service two serviceable starts out of like twelve is still. Hey, not- hey, hey, hey! <laughs> hey I mean, that's the Mar- I mean, that's the that's the Miami Marlins Weathers there, right? I mean, I mean, having a uh, six point, he's a six point two five ERA. And a six point one K minus walk. I'm trying to justify it. I can't. Okay? You can't justify <laughs> Ryan whether he's not good. I know. Justifying I tried. It, I think I said, I, by I, saying he's 23 and he's only 23 and he's got some MLB experience and the Marlins are going to be better for him than the Padres were. I was going to say, if nothing else, the Marlins will fix him. Give give him the offseason. Look, look what they did with Lazardo and look what they've done with like they make Puck better, even though Puck has been awful with the blows and saves lately. But I guess what I'm getting at is I, I do try like Weathers could be an interesting spec if they are gonna give him a shot in the rotation next offseason. Like as a guy like going in the like, draft champions leagues, like those really deep formats. But yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, no, I, I'm aware he's awful. I was I, I said it with such <laughs> confidence, I almost believed it though. I almost believed my I mean, own BS I, there. I, I think the quote we need to take out of this is that you 
pretty much just said that Weathers is the next Lazardo. That, that's, oh, that's, that's, no. that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. No, no, you. no. I'm hearing that. I'm saying that the Marlins can. If there's any team that, if there's a team I trust to fix the pitcher, it is the Marlins with the way they develop pitching. That is, with that, that being is, said, that is true. With that being said, he is awful, and he's not, and Weathers is not going to be good. And I was just trying to be optimistic for like five seconds there. What the? I don't understand. I understand getting rid of Cooper, and I'm. This has to be a bullpen move. There's no way Weathers is not. In the bullpen for this team, Weathers fourteen percent strikeout rate, man, fourteen. <laughs> That's good, right? I think it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm not looking at Weathers in the main event. <laughs> Just gonna put that up there. Who will get Rodriguez? No one got Rodriguez. He's staying put, I think, at this point. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think which the, Rodriguez? Why am I Eduardo? I think Eduardo. Yeah, sorry. Okay. The, the one um, we were talking about just like two minutes ago. Well, I I was just annoyed because I can't think. I, I was just trying to think of like we we. I was actually thinking about how we did all these teams, right? Like we talked about all these teams that could get them, and I realized what if like all these teams were on as no trade, ten, like the ten teams listed were all ten teams, like ten of the bigger teams competing, willing to pay. Why the That's hell does he, he have a no out. trade clause? Eduardo Rodriguez, of all people. It's like, why does he have a no trade clause? Who gave him True. that? Austin? Detroit? I guess Detroit did. Yeah, Detroit but, did. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, we've gone well over uh, – Erod confirmed staying, according to Dave McDonald. We've gone well over the uh, the time limit here, and I've been live for more than five hours. So I think it's time uh, that we put an end to this, that we go get some dinner. And we go watch some baseball, because I assume there's some baseball tonight, although I don't really know what's going on at this point anymore. Uh, well, Weathers put up good numbers in high school. Uh, so we have to <laughs> there you go, there. Curlin. There he, you was go. A, he was a decent prospect for the Padres at one point. I do remember that. Like, Yeah, not like... right after he was drafted, it, it, there was yeah. a lot of hype, and then it just slowly trickled down from there. I feel like he had a couple of good appearances at the beginning of last year, maybe. Inj- like, and then there was an injury, yeah. He was looking yeah. really sharp, and then he got injured. Yeah. It reminds me of um, what's his face, the former Marlins pitcher that was at the Padres. I can't think of his name. Um, he was real good for for like a season, and then injuries just piled up to a point. I can't believe I can't think of it right now. He was good for the Marlins, or he was good for the Padres? No, he was good for the Padres, but he was a former Marlins pitcher, I believe. That's why I'm like trying to. It's gonna yeah. drive me nuts. It doesn't matter. All I know is that it pissed me off when he was good for a year, and then he was, and then he was off after that anyway. So I felt a little better, but never root for anyone's downfall in real life. No, no just when you're just just in fantasy, just, just in fantasy, fantasy, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. But I do want to give you guys a chance here to just tell everybody who's still watching. And people will hear this on the podcast feed over the next couple of days as well. Just let everybody know uh, about your work, where you can be found, and everything you got going on. Beck, let's start with you, man. It's great to meet you here today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, I do, you know, Dynasty and Prospect work on the Dynasty Dugout with Chris Clegg. So everything's over there on his Substack, DynastyDugout.com. And then you can find me on Twitter at Upper underscore Beck. It's where I, I put all my prospect takes. Very clever name. I wish I'd, you know, I guess I can't say I wish I thought of it because it kind of just fits into your name, the whole upper thing. <laughs> it, it, uh, it, it wouldn't fit for you, Joe, unfortunately. Uh, no, <laughs> my name is a very niche. Not something you, not much rhymes with Orico. Uh, it's like orange, just like one of those words. Uh, but Curlin, great to talk with you again. It's been only a few days since we had you on the show last week with Rob Silver uh, for a great episode. You guys should be checking out about strategy, about how to compete for overalls. Uh, but tell everybody else uh, about what you got going on here. Do the opposite of what I mentioned in that podcast, apparently, because my team's been sinking ever since. No, but uh, I do appreciate you having me on. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. That's really where I post everything. But um, real quick, it was Chris Paddock was the name I couldn't 
think of. Oh, Paddock, yes. I yes. forgot about him entirely. Yeah, that was the name. That's the guy I was talking about. I just couldn't think of the name because I know they also, I think the Padres also got Luis Castillo from the Marlins at 1.2 or vice versa. Oh. I don't remember. Anyway, again. Yeah, hold on. Sorry to cut you off, but the Red Sox are acquiring Luis Urias from the Milwaukee Brewers. That's, that's okay. That's not bad. That's actually a decent fit I mean, in terms of a need there. Yeah, I guess. He plays but, every infield spot that you have covered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like we we went from we went from Kike to Luis Urias. I mean, I guess slight minor upgrade, but like, is it really an upgrade in the grand well, scheme of things? Defensively, how well I know Kike kind of took a step back this year, so yeah, maybe I mean, it, it is an that. upgrade. But like, that's what we're doing. Okay. Hey, <laughs> sorry, hey. I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I just did saw you, that come across. Did you do nothing? No, no, you're not I the mean, twins. I mean, pretty much. I bet the Yankees could have used the Yankees could have used Luis Urias at this point. They could use anything. Yeah, I guess. Roman Anthony is a return. You don't no, it's not. <laughs> He's full of shit. He's gotta be. <laughs> who fucking who said that? <laughs> oh, Jeff, 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 I liked you. Get out of here, Jeff. I was like, no way, it's Roman. I I will go down there and punch blue in the fucking face if it's Roman Anthony. So I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, he got you. Yeah, we've I've been got a couple times today in the chat. Uh someone said Logan to Baltimore, and then there was that Logan, was it Reinhardt? Logan something i forget the, the trade that the mariners and baltimore made I, I thought it was logan gilbert uh, and i was definitely oh, not. Yeah. um but we've had a lot of fun here um eric tell everybody about all the work you got going on man yeah no thanks for having me on this is a uh, fun love doing this every year with you joe and uh yeah find me on twitter at eric cross zero four right over two articles a week at ftn and roto baller all my you know rankings and other written content and stuff over on my patreon toolshedfantasy.com and of course, the Toolshed Podcast with Chris Clegg. Yeah, if you guys are not following the work on the people here on screen, uh, then you are going to be falling behind by default. Whether it's your redraft leagues, your dynasty leagues, uh, whatever it is you guys are playing, I'm not including myself in that. Of course, I'm talking about Eric Beck and Mike. So go and follow them. If you're listening on the podcast side, go and check out the description of the episode, and you guys will be able to see their ads on Twitter there. Um, but yeah, thank you everybody who tuned in today. It's been a long day, but it's been a lot of fun. I really, I really like putting this together. This is the second year we've done it. I'm going to keep doing it every year that I can. Uh, and I want to thank everybody who appeared as a guest, everybody who was in the chat here telling us news. Some of you guys were full of shit, putting fake news in there, but I, you know what? Interaction is interaction. Uh, it's fun. You know, we got to parse through the news ourselves one way or the other. Uh, it's been a lot of fun here having you guys with us today, but it's enough rambling out of me. I'm going to go rest. I'm going to go relax because I'm going to eat. And you guys will find these as podcasts over the next week in the Fantasy MLB Today feed. But guys, enjoy your night. Enjoy your trades. Go make some moves in your fantasy leagues. And until tomorrow, take care. We'll see you then.